0: welcome to another episode of panel zone i'm your host dominique and come chat with me about comics graphic novels and manga so this weekend was so fun i haven't had a weekend like that in a minute um so i'm glad that i got to take a break from the boring work life i've been dealing with um so the best part of the weekend is when chris said that he knew that i was drunk when i started crab walking around the fire pit (laughs) that's a first for me I've not done that before. I don't think I've ever crab walked around a fire before. Speaking of work life, um, do y'all ever just get fed up about having to do the same thing every single day, laboring almost the entirety of your life away? (laughs) Is that just me? Cool. All right. Yeah, honestly, I've been brainstorming so many different ideas so that I can begin to work for myself and not anybody else, you know? Like this podcast, for example, this is one of the products of my brainstorming that I hope I can eventually get off the ground. And I've got a few other ideas that have floated around in my head from time to time. Um, like, for instance, I was thinking about starting a zine of some sort, which that I grew, idea grew from me creating a zine page for one of the libraries within the county that I work for. But after I made that, I noticed that I really enjoyed creating that type of thing, So if I can ever afford to order, like, a color printer and a scanner, I definitely am going to start creating some zine pages. Uh, Maybe I can photocopy them at Walgreens or something. I don't know. What would be cheaper? If you know, please leave a comment. (laughs) Anyway, so this podcast, the zine, my freelance writing that I've been working on, like my articles and novella, um, and then I also had this idea of doing a webtoon with one of my friends, And I went ahead and wrote, like, 15 episodes, but it just never got off the ground. Uh, maybe I'll get back to it later, or hire an illustrator from Fiverr, or something, if I ever get really serious about it. But other than that, I'm just really trying to pave my own future. One that I feel like I can actually live and thrive from. (laughs) So, speaking of webtoons, I'd like to go into the first segment. So today, I'm basically going to be talking about how webcomics are pretty much taking over. And if you don't know what a webcomic is, it's pretty straightforward. It's just a comic that's been published online. You can't get more simple than that. So, (laughs) uh, needless to say, webtoons are some of the most entertaining works of art that you can come across. Uh, A couple of places that you can read webcomics are, of course, the three that I've mentioned within the last few episodes. Um... And I really like to emphasize these because these are pretty much the only places that I get my comics. So technically, a disclaimer, some of these, well, most of these are actually printed comics and graphic novels, but I still read them online. So I'll still include this as a web comic. So the first one is Comixology, which is a cloud-based digital comic platform that was originally founded in two thousand and seven. Uh, wow, that seems like such a long time ago. I was in seventh grade in 2007. I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. (laughs) Okay, I'm done dwelling about my aging body. But yeah, so this is where I've been currently reading comics. And I'd say that this is one of the most recent ones I've used. So Hoopla is the second one that I'm going to mention because this is the one that I use most often. Once again, technically, it isn't for web comics, but they do have an e-reader that allows you to read comics online. Um, all you have to do is have a library card uh, with a library that partners with Hoopla, and you get everything on the website for free. The only catch is that you can only borrow five things a month, and honestly, that just isn't enough for me. <laughs> but uh, a few years ago, they were allowing ten borrows a month, but I'm not sure why they stopped doing that. Um, but I'm just happy that I can still get five books a month for free. Well, technically ten, because I use my partner's account, because he never does. (laughs) So, Silver Sprocket is another one that I read, and this is an indie publisher who describes themselves as an anti-professional art crew, comic, and zine publisher, and a record label. Um... So they're fairly new, and I actually just found out about them recently, but they have a great selection of comics that you can read for free uh, on their website. And uh, lastly, the only other comic web comic site that I use is Webtoons, and this is an app that was launched in 2004 in Korea, but didn't get launched here um, in the U.S. until 2014. So even though this is popular now, it isn't anywhere near new. Um, But basically, this platform allows creators to publish original content, so if you're a cartoonist and you want to self-publish, I would definitely say check out Webtoons. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I was trying to actually start a Webtoon with a friend, but I can't draw, so I just wrote a pilot and 15 episodes and then the other person i was supposed to be working with she never really got around to illustrating it so the manuscript is kind of just sitting in a google document right now (laughs) i'm definitely thinking about hiring an illustrator through fiverr more and more um so i'm gonna briefly talk about some of my favorite web comics and webtoons so the first one we're going to talk about is crumbs by witherling (laughs) this is a really good web comic that's just like an absolute delight to read. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read you the official synopsis from Goodreads. So, um, in a very special town, there's a very unusual bakery where the house specialty is a selection of baked treats handcrafted to help you make your dreams come true. Whether you need inspiration, support, or confidence, they've got a cake or muffin fresh made with magic to meet your needs. But for Ray, a quiet young woman with special powers of her own, The order is always the same. A hot tea with a delicious side of romance. So this was such a beautiful webcomic, and it definitely was one of those type of stories that just sucks you in from the beginning. Um, And I believe that I spoke about this one last week. This is the second one. But this is something that I read last week, and it it absolutely blew me away. Um, It's called One Million Tiny Fires by Ashley Robin uh, Franklin. And this is the synopsis on Silver Sprocket, and you can actually find the story here for free, so i definitely suggest checking it out. Uh, Fusing sexual intimacy with cosmic dread, this queer horror tale follows Brianna and Cassie, a couple in an isolated Texas farmhouse whose rural fantasy has soured into a tense nightmare. As I said last week, this is uh, uh, super trippy, and I have never read anything as unique as this comic. Um, it's definitely, it definitely is going to take you by surprise, and I highly, highly suggest reading this. Alright, so the next one is called I Don't Know What I'm Doing by Juanita Crooks. <clears throat> so I Don't Know What I'm Doing is basically a slice of life web cartoon um, about the everyday life of Juanita and her partner. I don't really have a synopsis on this because it isn't like a full story with a huge plot. It's literally you just being a part of this girl's life and experiencing the world through her eyes. Um, The illustration is really cute, and this is a great comic to read when you're like laying in bed at night. Um, It helps you every time to have pleasant dreams. (laughs) Trust me, every time I've read this, it's always in the bed at night. Except when I went to the hair salon that one time. Uh, and read it so that I could avoid being, avoid being bored in a chair for hours. <laughs> okay, so technically I haven't read this w- this next one yet, but I was planning on reading it this week to talk to you guys about it today. But I got really busy with a work project, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to read it. So I'll just read you all the synop or the synopsis from the Silver Sprocket website. And uh, this one's called Pinky and Pepper Forever by Ivy Adams. After Pinky's lethal performance art piece, her devoted girlfriend Pepper follows her into death, only to find that in hell, Pinky is thriving. Pinky and Pepper Forever is a dark comedy full of furry feelings and a little gay uh, Catholic guilt. Follow these two puppy girls' relationship and artwork on Earth and their new life along the river sticks. Yeah, this book is definitely right up my alley. (laughs) I love shit like this, and I would love to read this, hopefully, sometime next week, this week, or next week. All right, so now we're gonna hop right into segment two, uh, which is the great debate of what's better to read, ebooks or physical books. So my take (laughs) is it depends on what I'm reading. So when it comes to comics and graphic novels, I prefer ebooks for things I haven't read before. I know um, I mentioned them a lot, but my favorite platforms to read graphic novels and comics are Comixology and Hoopla. Um, Hoopla, specifically with my library system, has a great selection of indie novels and comics, um, which is where I go if I want to read something like locally made or from an illustrator um, that isn't like so well known. Um, And then I'll use Comixology for things that are more popular, and I use both apps just to browse and kind of see what's available and what I want to read that I've never heard of. Um, So if it's something that I really like, like i'm in love with a book and i know for a fact that i'm gonna read it over and over again i will go out of my way <laughs> to buy it so that i have a physical copy of it um some books that i purchased um i have i purchased them because i just had to have it um and one of those books was a saga series uh, the comic rendition of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I got Blankets by Craig Thompson. Uh, Persepolis by Marjan Satrapi. Um, Habibi by Craig Thompson. The Wet Moon series by Sophia Campbell. And I'm planning on buying the Scott Pilgrim Deluxe three-volume set in color uh, whenever I want to spend 90 bucks on it. <laughs> so when it comes to manga, I always prefer the physical copy. So like nothing beats flipping those crisp, Pages. Um, I don't have a very big manga selection at all, but me and my partner own all of Demon Slayer, most of The Promised Neverland, the first three books of Come Can't Communicate, books one, two, three, four, and eight of Citrus, uh, the first three books of Plus Size Elf, one volume of High School DXD, and the first four books of Black Clover, uh, In This Corner of the World, Anime Mix. Uh, The Dissolving Classroom, and a few other stragglers that I got throughout the years, like uh, a random uh, volume of Sailor Moon, Wish, and a couple of other things I can't think of right now. And I also got a free copy of The Drifting Classroom from the library, but the book was in such bad condition that I ended up using the pages as a backdrop for our figurine shelf. Which, by the way, we own way too many Funko Pops and probably need to stop buying them at some point. Um, Just this weekend, we added Kabuto and Minato from Naruto (laughs) to the collection, Um, and then I got a new Sailor Moon figure. Um, But even if we do stop buying Funko Pops and figures, I guarantee you it's going to be replaced with Pokemon cards, because my partner has already started his Pokemon card obsession. Literally hundreds of dollars are being spent on Pokemon cards but i have no room to talk because i have a hundred dollar giant pikachu funko pop sitting on my desk in my office at home <laughs> but anyway so like zines graphic novels uh that i really like um they're typically going to be something that i would rather have a physical copy of uh, manga i would also rather have physical copies of but graphic novels and comics that i'm going to be reading for the first time is probably going to be reserved for online reading Um, And also regular books like uh, Word on a Page books. For some reason, I literally cannot get myself to pick one up for the life of me anymore. Uh, Which is funny because there was a time in my life where I used to blow through those type of books like those potato chips or something. (laughs) And I eat a lot of potato chips. (laughs) I remember there was uh, one summer where me and my sister had a competition of who could read the most books, and I read a whole ass 26 books that summer. But she ended up reading like 28 or 29. (laughs) Say you didn't have any friends growing up without saying you didn't have any friends growing up. (laughs) Anyway, it was easy back then to, to just read, you know? But the only way that I can read a book these days is if it's, like, an ebook, and I'm sitting at work trying to look like I'm doing something important, or if it's an audiobook and I listen to it in the car. Like, I think it's because, like, over time, being in college and working in the academic field, first at UGA, then as a library assistant, I probably associate words with work. So now whenever I see, like, words on a page, my mind starts to get, like, stressed out because it thinks I'm working. So, like, reading plain old books on a page is no longer relaxing for me, and honestly, I don't think I'm the only millennial with this problem. So if you're a millennial listening to this, let me know if you can sit and read books anymore, if you consider yourself a bibliophile at one point in your life. Alright, so now we're gonna go on to uh, the third segment, where I'll be catching you up on what I've been reading this week. <laughs> so, not gonna lie, <laughs> I haven't read much this week because I had an extremely busy week at work. Um, I had been working on editing a video on how to make book nooks for the library and the process of editing this video was just ridiculous. I'm just gonna talk briefly about this because I want to go ahead and wrap this up. So basically (laughs) I had to pit out like cut out the pages of a total of 24 books and print about 40 pages for people to take home a bag with their booknook supplies. then i had to create one as a draft because i wanted to make sure the pages would work how i planned them to work which it did thankfully. then i had to record myself making a booknook in 42 different clips because i had no camera so i had to use my iphone. <laughs> And if you own an iPhone and also work on a lot of projects, you probably know that all the video files are recorded as .mov instead of .mp4. All the photos are downloaded as HEIC instead of JPEG, and all the sounds are recorded as M4A instead of MP3. So everything you do on an iPhone has to be converted, converted to a compatible file um, to edit on a Windows computer, which is the only type of computer we have at work so we don't have the budget for max. <laughs> anyway, so i had to download each file onto my google drive, which took a while to pull it up on the computer, which i had to download onto a hard drive so that i could put it in a video editor. so after i took forever to edit all the clips, i realized i recorded everything in portrait review, so i had to render the file <laughs> and pull it up on canva to edit, which I couldn't do because the file was too big, so I had to compress it to a lower quality. Then I had to download that, and then also download some royalty-free music to put on top, and then I finally turned it into my boss. That shit was so annoying. So yeah, any free time that I usually have to read books was actually all used up because of this ridiculously unnecessarily hard project that I had to complete. So uh, the only thing that I can really discuss this week is... um, This webcomic that I read on Silver Sprocket called A Letter from Stone Mountain Jail by Ben Passmore. If the name sounds familiar, it's because last week at the end of the episode, I mentioned that there were a few books by him that I wanted to read. Um, So you can read this both on Silver Sprocket and thenib.com. But basically, this comic tells the autobiographical story of when Ben Passmore went to jail for protesting the KKK. So, I specifically related to this because I live very close to Stone Mountain in Georgia and know exactly what protest this was. Um, I actually wanted to go, but I believed I had to work or something boring like that. (laughs) But if I had went, I would have possibly met Ben Passmore. (laughs) The characters uh, that are in this comic was very accurate, very Georgia. There's a panel where he says, in the end, jail wasn't so bad. it turns out that a youth filled with detention and institutionalization prepared me for sitting in a concrete room for hours. and then a thought bubble, he thinks, that's probably worth unpacking, which makes me think that he is going to tackle the issue of institutionalized racism by training black children for prison through another comic, which I really can't wait to read if he does or did. Um, I actually never heard of him before I saw the books Your Black Friend and The Second One, Um, so I've been really interested in his work. And then also, I started Goblin Girl by Moa uh, Romanova, Uh, but I can't tell you much about it because I'm literally on page two, so (laughs) I'll tell you about that next week. All right, and that's all for today. So you follow me on my anime list at Green Moth, spelled G-R-3-3-N-M-O-T-H, G R three three N M O T H. Follow me on Goodreads to see what I'm currently reading and keep listening online wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Panel Zone. Much love.